Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, August 8th. Hope you're doing well. Yesterday, markets actually managed to come up and make a profit yesterday. Question is, what will they do today? And I'm seeing a lot of red ink just to give you a heads up. So, hey, stay tuned. Dave and I will discuss what's going on and some of the earnings reports that have come out. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that there are so many things in this world that you and I, we cannot control. However, you can take some control of your investment portfolio by controlling the amount of risk you have. You need to know what that risk is, and you have to know where that risk should be and make those adjustments. Give us a call because that's exactly why I developed the core retirement design, 863-382-0037. That's 863-382-0037. Hey, with that, we got Dave coming up next. Good morning. I am Morning Dave. It's 8.41 here. 19 before 9. Time to check in on your money and see what's going on with your money on Wall Street. And boy, what a turn from yesterday. I was asking Philip Statler why on earth that all happened. Because we had a good day yesterday and overnight the futures just kind of turned south. A couple of things went on that didn't make it to my news ticker first thing this morning, but he's on top of. On the line now from Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler is here. Good morning, sir. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Hey, doing well today. Yeah, we can say that today is not lacking any financial news whatsoever. Uh, yeah, I think we're a little on the long side. I was asking you when we first got on the phone together because I didn't see it. Yesterday, we had a great day. I mean, the Dow was up 408 points. The S&P was up by 40 and a half. NASDAQ was up by 85. I mean, the Dow was up a full 1.1% and about ready to sing happy days are here again. And then two items came out after the close last night, and overnight futures have just fallen like an absolute rock, and some of it has to do with some household names in banking, doesn't it? It really does. Moody's came out and uh, issued some downgrades um, uh, to our major financial banks. I mean, we're talking about Capital One. Uh, we're looking at Citizens Financial, Fifth Third, M&T Bank. Pinnacle Financial. I mean, there's like 11 banks who got downgraded. And then on top of that, then they they put a downgrade watch on some big names as well, like the Bank of New York Mellon, U.S. Bank Corp, State Street, Truist, Northern Trust. I mean, those are, are big names that uh, have now got this potential downgrade hanging over their head, and we'll see what happens but that's, uh, I think that's probably driving the markets down today, Dave. I wouldn't have any trouble believing that because we all got the we all got the word out of the uh, Treasury Department that our banking crisis was over. Those super regionals that couldn't balance their bond balances and got in trouble a few months ago. That problem's all passed us. They released news that the stress test they put through all the major banks, they all passed it just fine. And uh, everybody thought the banking system was doing, yeah, great. And we actually had some modestly credible reports coming out of the financial sector to start out earnings season. Now, all of a sudden, we got one of the uh, three big ratings firms saying that uh, maybe they're not quite as safe as we thought they were. And uh, that's that's kind of a kick in the groin. And uh, yet that includes some names that do business around here, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And and I'll just read this quote to, to kind of why the Moody's came out. And, and this is from their article. It says the U.S. bank continued to 
to contend with interest rate and asset to liability management issues and risk there with implications for liquidity and capital as a wind down of unconventional monetary policy drains the system-wide deposits and higher interest rates depress the value of fixed rate assets. Well, the deposits is something that we have heard about because the big banks did suffer a big deposit drain. We did hear about that at the very least during the quarterly reports, but that kind of provided an OMG. The government data dump this morning showed that our exports were down by about a tenth of a percent, but our nation's imports were down by a full one percent last quarter, and that kind of ties into the other thing that's messing up the international markets right now over in China, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, our numbers are great compared to China, right? I mean, China... Well, we're going the it, way we want to go, but China's right. not. <laughs> China's outflow, their their exports were down over 20% um, this last month. And that, that's a huge deal for them. Uh, let's face it, their economy is built on, on exports. Uh, their imports were down as well, up over 20%. But, but, that, um, but that just goes to show that we and other countries aren't buying as much stuff. Doggone, what a terrible thing, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not happy to see a major trading partner falling on a, a little bit of a rocky patch, but I am happy to see us buying more locally, and that is kind of what our import-export figure does. And evidently, the European community and their other export targets are getting about the same syndrome, aren't they? They could. They, I'm, I'm thinking that's probably the case. And and so this may be, I mean, this should be good for inflation, right? Because if they want to sell more, the price has to come down. And so that hey, would help yeah. our overall inflation numbers. That's true. And we wouldn't mind seeing that. And heaven knows we got money to spend. I got a report out this morning. One of the big Fed governors uh, was doing the rubber chicken speech circuit yesterday and said, that, yeah, we're going to need at least a couple of more interest rate bumps, which did nothing for me. But then... I got a report out about what our M2 money supply looks like. Now, those are weird economist green eye shade numbers. M1 is the amount of money you got in your pocket, put into shirt sleeve English. M2 is the money you got in your pocket, plus the money you've got in short-term savings, checkbooks, money markets, and the like, liquid money that you can get a hold of in a hurry. And you and I noticed during the pandemic that our savings rate went through the roof, everything being relative. And according to this report, that hasn't changed much. We were stashing a lot of the money we got out of the government, and our M2 money supply is still way ahead of what the Federal Reserve projected it would be with the expansion of the money supply by plan over years. And that tends toward indicating, again, another invitation for the potential for another spate of inflation, because we've got more money to spend than the economists say is a good idea with a gradually expanding money supply. Put it all together, and there's a few clouds on the economic horizon that we weren't seeing earlier last week. It definitely looks that way, Dave. And so that, I mean, you wrap all those things up, and that's causing the downslide today. Well, we're not happy campers on Wall Street right now. That's for doggone sure. Earnings season continues, and uh, uh, kind of an interesting one, because UPS was uh, kind of cruising for a bruising with a labor dispute they narrowly averted with their drivers. They reported. How are they looking? So United Parcel, UPS, they uh, they beat on earnings by about $0.04 cents a share, came in at $2.54. However, they missed and, and I think it's a big miss on revenue. They missed by a billion dollars. 
Uh, they came in at 22.1. They were supposed to come in at 23.1. Um, that's a substantial miss to me when I when I thought start talking about billions of dollars. Um, and so they're trading down about 4% today. About the only place a billion-dollar miss sounds like a correction sheet balance is on the government. Yeah, and they also lowered <laughs> their forward guidance as well for the third quarter. So, um, And part of that's probably, you know, the labor cost is going to go up. But um, I would think the revenue number, I mean, people are still having to buy stuff. So, Yeah, um, plus they have to buy all those air conditioners for their vans now. Th- that's true. That's, that's why their expenses are going to add up. Then we uh, had yeah. – um, uh, one of the um, educational companies, Chegg, and they're big when it comes to homeschool and, and just providing curriculum and that kind of stuff. Um, and they uh, they beat on revenue. Um, uh, and so that was good news for them. They beat by a penny on, um, I'm sorry, they missed by a penny. Got to look at the right numbers. But they're trading up because that big, they, they really did big on revenue. Uh, on revenue. So they're trading mm-hmm. up today 26%. Whoa. Yeah. They're not a really widely known stock, but still anything that swings that much, you got to sit up and take notice. Yeah. So let's balance that with another loser today. So beyond okay. meat, we talked about them a little bit uh, earlier, but they actually reported now and they, uh, they lost 83 cents a share, which was a little bit better than expected, but they missed on, on revenue by about $6 million, which is for that company is a pretty big number. Um, U.S. demand is weakening. And so uh, they're trading down 16, almost 17% this morning. I still kind of put that in the same league with electric cars, a good idea, but one that's a little <laughs> ahead of its time. <laughs> you haven't sold me a soybean burger yet, and I'm not really that interested quite yet. Not interested in doing that yet, right? Um, let's see. Oh, I had, um, I gotta switch pages here, but, uh, Novavax reported, um, oh. and Novavax remember was earlier this year was on the, on the, I mean, on the thing of cusp of demise basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but they actually crazy, but they made 58 cents a share this last quarter. They were expected to lose day a dollar 39 a share. I'm not, I'm not sure what they've been able to turn around, but they've 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 turned around something because revenue was expected to be uh, almost 240 million. It came in at 424 million. Um, not sure, uh, you know, didn't really outline in here uh, what they've been able to really do to uh, kind of bump that up. But uh, whatever they've done has been uh, great strides for sure for a company that we thought was not going to be around much longer. And so they're trading up 9% this morning. It just, it just illustrates in Big Pharma that one new product, whatever it was they came up with, can really swing a market, can it? Oh, yeah, it definitely can. And I'll mm. leave you with this one. Hems and Hers Health. Uh, they're a telehealth stock company. Um, they had better than expected results for the quarter. They they only lost three cents a share. They were expected to lose five, and they made about three million more in revenue. Came in at two hundred and eight million, so they were getting a nice bump this morning, up fourteen and a half percent. All right, zooming a doctor. That's it's getting more popular. 
me, I still want to look at Dr. Nicole when I go visit my doctor. Uh, resetting the t- I'm, I'm old school. I can't help it. Uh, setting the table again, it was a big up day yesterday on Wall Street. The world just completely turned overnight on the futures. I'm looking at a lot of red ink on my delayed quotes this morning. What are you looking at, Philip? There's still a lot of red ink. It has, I must say, has improved a little bit because the Dow's down uh, almost seven tenths at two hundred and thirty nine dollars right now. S and P five hundred is down about the same, a little over six tenths of a percent. That's almost thirty dollars. The Nasdaq one hundred down seven tenths, one hundred and five dollars. So everything's is down about the same rank, except for Russell two thousand. It's down almost one and a half percent. On the other side, uh, we're seeing silver uh, down another one point eight percent, back below twenty three dollars again to twenty two dollars and eighty cents. Silver's been really volatile in this, this range here. And then gold's down a half a percent. Crude oil down 1.8% to $80.43 a barrel right now. That one can keep going down. Exactly. Over, yeah, the overseas markets, we talked about China, and that really was reflected in the Asian rim. Japan was up fractionally at the 6 a.m. close this morning. Hong Kong, on the other hand, down almost 2%. The Taiwanese market's down by 7 tenths of a percent. And the mainland Chinese markets, because the government won't let them fall too much, down only about a quarter of a percent. But except for Japan and uh, and uh, Japan only, really, everything else was pretty much down. Europe is kind of following suit, but they're a little bit more tentative, except for Italy, which evidently has some domestic issues and is falling like a rock. European markets are down by about a half a percent halfway through their trading day. Overnight's probably the best reason why you got too much risk in your portfolio. You can wake up to a really, really crummy morning if you got too much in your retirement portfolio. How do I find you to get the risk out of mind, Philip? Hey, that's exactly why we developed the core retirement design to help people know how much risk they have versus how much risk they should have in their portfolio. Give us a call. 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And back here together again one more time tomorrow morning. I'll see you then, sir. I appreciate it. Have a good day. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Remember that first paycheck. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining me today. Hope you'll be back tomorrow. Same time, same place. Until then, have a great day. Bye now.